All right, guys, I want to clear something up. For some time, you've heard me talk about another mobile phone company, and I want to explain why I made the switch to Patriot Mobile. I really believe that we are in a battle between good and evil, and Patriot Mobile is the only one truly fighting for good. I knew in my heart that I needed to work with them. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. They're on the front lines fighting for the unborn, which is so close to my heart. This is on top of offering dependable nationwide coverage and giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M. Help me send a message to the left by making the switch today. That's patriotmobile.com slash Graham. That's patriotmobile.com slash Graham or call 972-PATRIOT now. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another bonus episode with my good friends, Riley Meek and Christian Edwards. You guys may remember them from our King's Council episode before, and that's what we're doing again. I love bringing these guys on, not only to bring you more awareness to what they're doing, empowering entrepreneurs, business owners, empowering Christians not to be in this poor mindset that, you know, that it's actually okay to make money. And more importantly, it's okay to make money to help advance the kingdom. But they're also good friends of mine. And I enjoy having them on and having a good time and talking and all this good stuff. So without further ado, Riley, Christian, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, loud and clear, brother. Thanks for having us back. Absolutely, guys. All right. So let's talk. First of all, King's Council, let's remind everybody real quick, just uh, Riley, I know this is going to be hard for you, but let's let's try to wrap it up in like a two-minute synopsis to remind everybody what it is exactly that King's Council is here for. Yeah, brother. Thank you, man. Um, and keep me keep me like, uh, you know, between the, the ropes here. So Okay, we'll do uh, our best. We are... Yeah. We <laughs> we are uh, we're a nonprofit, of course, um, but we serve really as an extension of the local church. Uh, and our intent is to disciple entrepreneurs. Uh, we really believe that it, well, we know that it's God that gives us the ability to create wealth, uh, and some of us have that gifting and and that call upon our life. Especially if you live here in America, we're so freaking blessed to live in this great country. Uh, that we just have the ability. We have, we have. There's no excuse uh, on why we aren't operating in excellence if we've been given that call to to run businesses. And uh, whether that's an, an entrepreneur, you know, a solo entrepreneur, or you're running a multi, you know, Fortune 100, 500 company, 
uh, you've been given that that call on your life to go create wealth. And, right. and we really help to uh, steward that uh, with the intent to increase the tithe for the local church and to promote uh, or really initiate radical, freaking radical generosity. Yeah. And uh, that's what we do. How'd, how'd I do, Graham? Dad, that's great. That, that's the elevator pitch. That's what I should say. Like, give us, yeah. the, give us the elevator pitch. Uh, no. Okay. All right. So, yes. And, and, and I love what you guys do. Like, like I tell everybody, I, I, I tell everyone who just wants to learn more about how money creation works. I think everybody should attend a mastermind course and you guys put on your own version of these things but with the sole purpose of the reason why you should advance and the reason why you should want a better life and more financial freedom, it's not just so you can drive the Lambos and the things like this, but but as Christians, we need to use that to advance the kingdom. And that looks a lot of different ways. I think a lot of people think about that as tithing more in church and things like that. So uh, Christian, let, let's let you take one here. When you guys yeah. say that you think, and and I believe this as well, what do we mean when we say things like radical generosity from Christians, Christian entrepreneurs, things like that, or or just the dude who has got the promotion for that two hundred thousand dollar year job, or whatever it may be? There, like, what do we mean when we say radical generosity? Because I think a lot of people just think, oh, I need to tithe more. All right, as we head towards a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year. How will your hard-earned savings fare? You already see the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store, the dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from my good friends at Birch Gold. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can protect yourself, your family, and get a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. All you have to do is text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free, no-questions-asked info kit on gold. They'll even help you convert an existing IRA or a 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Just text the word Graham to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M to 989898 right now. Right. Well, yeah, the tithe is just where it starts, right? Yeah. And let's face it, a lot of Christians they 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 don't give uh, willfully necessarily or with 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 a cheerful heart like the Bible calls on us to give. It's like, oh man, I got to give this ten percent to the church. Oh man, what are they actually doing with this money? Oh man. Regardless, listen, if you're being fed by a, a local church, whatever ministry is feeding you. It's your duty, it's your responsibility to pour into them, right? And the 10%, I like to, to say that the New Testament, because there's no uh, command in the New Testament to tithe, right? That, that's an Old Testament command. However, the way I interpret scripture is, listen, we're, we're not limited at that 10%. God, yeah. God's calling us to go above and beyond that 10%. And the Old Testament's like, it, it's almost like, yeah, that's all we should give is a 10%. But now it's like whatever our hearts desire, and if we have a true relationship with the Lord, if we truly believe that um, 
our job as Christians is to be as Christ-like as possible, as loving, as caring, as giving as possible, just as Christ was to us, then we should want to be be giving above and beyond. So it, it's giving our first fruits, right? Yeah. It says our, our, our the top our line revenue, not the not 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 yeah. after you deduct all the bills and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but too many Christians, uh, they they pay all their bills first. They you know they buy groceries for the week. They necessities. They do a little shopping. And it's like, oh man, I only have a couple dollars to give to the church, and we give God our leftovers. Yeah. And let, let me just say this: a lot of people say, I don't know what the church is doing with the money. Look, are they going to buy another smoke machine or an LED wall? Listen, that that's between the church and God. Yeah. Our, our responsibility is to to give is to that's obey. Us yeah. And God. Right. It's to be obedient. If somebody else isn't being obedient, that's not going to stop our blessing because God's going to bless us for our obedience. Yeah. I think, I think there's such a parallel between, you know, we are all entrepreneurs here. So I, I, I always believe there's such a parallel between being an entrepreneur and living in faith as a Christian. So the reason that you give you know, your tithe at 10% of, you know, when you get your check, not after everything's deducted, because you are, you are leaping into that atmosphere of faith. You are believing that the God that created the universe is big enough that he can fill the gap past that. And, mm-hmm. and it puts you in a perpetual state of faith, uh, giving above and beyond your, your expected and biblically mandated 10%. Uh, that's the that's the radical generosity that we're talking about. But what I love, and Riley, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, as Christians, we live in a uh, a faith-filled means, a faith-filled environment, or supposed to, right? Like, you know, th- th- there, there is this, you know, parallel between being Christian and faith. And faith is living in the, I don't know, 100%, but I believe it to happen. Being an entrepreneur is kind of very similar. I don't know if I'm going to get a paycheck tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to make a million dollars next week or if I'm going to be broke a million dollars. Like, I don't know these things. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about how you guys saw a need in the gap? There's Christians and then there's mastermind courses. There's not this thing that puts them both together. Can, can, can you talk to us about what led to this? And then I want to get into what you guys have experienced since you've been doing it. But first, let's talk about that part. Yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, and I think you hit it on the head. It's Scripture tells us that it's it's impossible to please God with without faith, right? So it's like, holy crap. Like, that, like that's, that's pretty crazy. And you mentioned as an entrepreneur – it takes a lot of faith, yep. right? And, and <laughs> yeah. from a, from the world's perspective, uh, I think most humans will equate that to risk or crazy, uh, where they think it's it's it, yes, exactly right, right? And so when we when we think uh, maybe we're in a job right now, some of your listeners uh, or our listeners are like in the, in a job right now, and they feel like they've got that like desire, that hunger of like, man, I feel like I'm called to more. I think there should be more. It's it's a lot of us from the worldly perspective are going to say, well, that's risky, or you're going to have friends and family, especially family of like, stay where it's safe and and don't be, you know, you got a family to think about, don't take too many risks. Uh, but th- we have to look at like really what what is risk, right? If if you're a, if you're a believer in Jesus and you've you've committed your life, you've submitted it to Him, uh, there's a, there's we can take calculated risks, right? But at, at the end of the day, there is still this. We have to walk by faith, 
right? And, and I think that's what's most pleasing to our creator of, of when we take those steps of faith, uh, not just blindly, but like prayerfully, hey, I think God's called me to do this. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to continue to take that step of yeah. faith. Uh, that's really when we step into a, an entrepreneur mindset. And uh, if we take a look at really what entrepreneurship is, at the root of the word, it isn't to, to us. It's not like you're you're running a, a huge company or even you're just a, you started your own business. That is a part of it. But entrepreneurship is a mindset, right? The, the root word of it is a French word, entreprendre, which literally means to undertake. Yeah. Right. So as a believer, I I think we are all undertakers, right? If we're created in the original creator's image, we have undertaken this task at hand. Right now it's it's life on this earth, right? And so what are we going to do with our our time on this earth? And there there's, you know, a handful of parables throughout scripture, but specifically in Luke chapter 19, it says uh Jesus's command to us is literally to occupy or what i love in the esv's version it says conduct business until i'm gone right and it's like oh my goodness like business entrepreneurship is not this worldly thing it is literally what jesus has commanded us to do to multiply what he's given us whether that's your talents uh your giftings your skill set uh procreate we're we're calling to to multiply right but in the world of, of business it's it's money yeah. Right. And we've been given that responsibility. The problem is most of us, and I think in the Christian community, the mindset has has been like, oh, if you're if you're in business or if you're an entrepreneur, you must be greedy. All you think about is wanting more and more and more. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, because I, I know that I cannot give to somebody else what I haven't received already. Right. And so if I want to be able to not only tithe, but give above and beyond, I need to go get what what the world is is providing. Right. And so but bring that back into the kingdom. Right. And so when we have that with the kingdom mindset, now we can operate. Uh, you mentioned the masterminds. Like why when, when I first four years ago, when I was like, OK, I'm, I'm looking to the world of, of how I should grow my business. I thought, why in the world wouldn't I look towards the Bible? Yeah. Why wouldn't I look towards what the what the operating manual, what God's given us? Why wouldn't I look to that as far as like how to grow my business? And and that was really the start of what you mentioned the King's Council and, and how we get together in mastermind. And it is it's great to go to masterminds and to to uh, you know uh, get advice, network, and and JV do partnership with people. But at the end of the day. If we're only doing that from a worldly perspective, what are we really doing, right? And so when we can come together as kingdom entrepreneurs, as Christians, network, mastermind together to ultimately bring what I really believe are just the spoils of the world back into the kingdom, really the kingdom economy, that's when we can step into our true calling, which is being provision for the God-given vision of the church. I love it. Well, all right. So let's talk about... Let's talk about since you've been doing this for a little while here. I, I'm curious, and and this is a show where you can tell the truth and not have to worry about things like that. I'm curious what has been the reception from churches in general. Have you guys found that you are received well, or have you found that it's been a bit more of a uphill battle than you might have 
thought that it was going to be as far as dealing with with with, with churches. I, I'm just curious, and then depending on your answer, I've got something written out here, and so I kind of want to talk about it. But 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 I'm but I'm curious from your own perspectives of doing this now. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's been more of a uphill battle, or would you say it's been man, it's just you know things are pouring in? Sure, I I'll take that first. Because part of my role within the King's Council is to connect, connect with these churches, the church leadership team, and to see how we could serve them. Yeah. And what's remarkable is we don't want anything in return. We want to come in, even when we do events like the one you're going to join us in in West Virginia here in a few weeks. Yep. We're going to come in to serve the church, serve uh, the staff, serve the members of the church, serve the community, all for nothing. We, we, we don't want anything in return. And one, even Christians are like, hmm, they're looking at you like, what? No, you got to want something in return, right? right. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's for free, even in the church, right? That's kind of the mentality that they have. And what's wild is a lot of times pastors, if something's not birthed within the four walls of that church, they want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Just nothing to do with it. And so, and I get it because me uh, having a pastoral background, I get it. Your job is to protect your flock. So you, you got to be mindful of what you're bringing into the church, who you're bringing into the church. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it some of those pastors that are like that, they kind of have a God complex themselves. Like, no, I, I don't want them to hear any teaching unless it comes from me. Yeah. So uh, it, it doesn't surprise me necessarily that there ha- has been some resistance because there are groups there are people who use the name of jesus for their own financial gain and there is no financial gain here that's what we try to tell them there's no financial gain on our side every dollar that comes into the ministry goes back out yeah uh but what's funny is last time we're we're on the show graham um a handful of your listeners that they've gotten involved in the king's council community right and almost every almost every single one of them they're just just the listeners to be involved in the, in the community not even a pastor or a church to 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 join us and partner for an event they're like yeah i i heard you guys i love what you said graham co-signed you but i still had to do a little research i wanted to make sure you guys were legit yeah i want to make sure you're legit christians and i can't blame them because there's so many people using the name of the lord at for for their own gain their, yeah. their own financial gain so um, there, there has been some resistance in the church, but as we just kind of show our, our hands, like, listen, we're, we're coming to give, and, and that's how we should approach life in general, right? We, we should always see how we could give first before we, we, we ask for anything. Like, how could we be of service to somebody else? That's what Christians are supposed to do, right? Yeah. And even think about the, the early church in the book of Acts. That's all they did. They were in one accord. Yeah. So go back to the first couple of chapter, chapters of Acts and see how many times it said they were with one accord, in one accord. It, it's because they, they had a heart to love, a heart to give. The Holy Spirit had just come on the day of Pentecost, and they wanted to give. The, everybody sold their own possessions to to come together for those who are in need. And it's like, that, that's almost foreign to the church now. When it, when they, when, when pastors hear stuff like that, it's like, Oh wait, that, that actually, that's real. That that still happens today. Yeah. yeah. That's all we want to do. We want to serve. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a good point. And, and, and the reason I asked that, and, and I know a lot of people are like, Oh, well, Graham planned that one out ahead of time. No, well, we, we have literally have not talked about what we were going to talk about on this interview, but, 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 but I knew that was going to be the answer, right? Because in 2024, the church 
Everybody knows this. I got a lot of problems with the way that churches are being led these days by a lot of people. Everybody knows this. It's no secret. Um, And I actually had about an hour-long conversation with Pastor Mark Driscoll just yesterday. And and he told me, and and I literally wrote it down. You guys can't probably see it, and you guys are listening here. But I wrote down, Todd can verify. I put GNB on this thing before they even started answering that question. And I'm curious y'all's thoughts about this. The reason I think that you guys are having problems is because you guys are going in preaching and talking about the whole truth of the Bible and Christianity. Yes, it starts from a financial aspect, but you guys are also in there throwing your punches where the punches need to be thrown because, you know, we're not pulling any punches. And so Pastor Mark, I can't take this to myself. I have to give it credit, but it's really good. And uh, the reason why I think that is, is, uh, and I wrote down GNB. So a lot of your pastors now, let's call them legacy pastors. Okay. A lot of legacy pastors grew up. Their daddy was the pastor. They took over. They grew up in the late eighties, early nineties. You had, you know, if you ask the majority of Americans, their overall thoughts of church, they had an overall good thought process about the church, right? Then in the late 90s, early 2000s, you got these new age pastors that are starting to come in there. The majority of Americans, if you were to ask them, well, what are your thoughts about church and Christianity? They, They would say they have more of a neutral thought process or feelings about churches. Well, now in 2024, if you ask the majority of Americans how they feel about church, well, now they all have bad mentalities about church. Church is bad. Christian nationalism, uh, domestic terrorists that are Christians, especially white, straight Christians, which we have to put the word straight and Christian together like they don't go together anyway in 2024. (laughs) But, But now you've got these pastors who are legacy pastors and or new age pastors that came up in the late 90s, early 2000s that grew up in the good neutral thought process of the church. And now they're trying to navigate a world where Christianity is viewed in this country as an overall bad thing. And they don't want to bring in the whole truth of the gospel because they're afraid of their own congregations. Uh, What are Mm y'all's thoughts on that? Am I crazy? Oh, you're dead on bro. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll I'll go first on this because this is, this is speaking my language, man. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to, uh, unfortunately, yes, church in America, I'm going to say like capital C church in America has, has changed or the perspective of it has changed, but it's unfortunate because the church should never change, right? There's culture, there's society, there's, there's things that happen, but we are the ones that are, we're, we're to be like the rock, Mm -hmm. right? And, and giving into culture and society uh, that's never going to, that's where we end up with the woke Christianity, right? Yeah. Deconstructionism, everything along those lines. And so, um, if it, as believers, I think most of it comes down to who do you actually fear, right? Mm. Is it, is it man? Is it culture? Is it fear of, of mammon, right? Meaning it, what I mean by that is like the, the spirit of money, the power of money of losing the congregation. Oh no. Uh, the tithe's going to go down. The uh, we're we're going to lose our our donors because they're the you know the 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 woke liberals in our our congregation are the ones that give the most to it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna succumb to them and and not preach a preach 
really I'm going to preach a watered down message, not actual truth. And that just, you've given an enemy a foothold at that point. Yeah. That freaking punk will weasel his way into the culture of the church that you've created. And as these legacy pastors, I mean, really shame on them. Like truthfully, it's like you have a responsibility, a higher responsibility. You're even held more accountable. Scripture tells us than the dude attending the church. Yeah. And, and that scared the death out of me, man. Like, Holy cow. Even doing when we do the King's council podcast, it's like when we're talking about scripture and, and, and how to interpret it and how to live this life, like that's, it's a scary task. I know it is for you as well as like, we want to represent our creator, uh, in the in the best light possible right with but it's actual truth and there there are clear rights there are clear wrongs there's no gray areas in in with what scripture lays out in in most of these this respects that we're talking about here with um you know giving into the woke the woke church nowadays um but i think coming back to what it really boils down to is the either the fear of god or the fear of man Right. And, yeah. and if you truly fear God and, and, and not like I'm afraid of him, but this holy reverence of, oh, my God, like like there's an admiration, like an, an understanding of who he actually is. How could we ever do anything else? Right. How, how could we ever choose to serve man in that respect versus actually serving God or mammon? Uh, in fear of those not wanting to lose their following, their congregation, uh, worrying that um, you know money or, or mammon is gonna is gonna ultimately uh, control or make those decisions for them. So it's it's definitely unfortunate, but it's the world that we're living in. And at the end of the day, we shouldn't be surprised about it, right? If if yeah. we actually know the, the Bible and we know like, hey, this is the stuff that's going to happen. There's clear warnings and, and understanding like this is going to happen. So it's not like we have to be worried about it. We don't have to be like surprised that this is the stuff that's going to happen. We just have to be the ones that stand strong and, and, and do not waver in truth, literal truth, not your truth or my truth, but the truth of the Bible. Uh, we don't, we, the effects of what's going on in the world uh, yes, they're happening. Uh, they're happening, but they're they're not. Uh, they shouldn't be a determinant of how we are going to navigate or make decisions if we truly fear the Lord. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah Graham. The, go the, ahead. Bible, the Bible's clear. Uh, gives many warnings about false teachers in the church. Many warnings, and a lot of people think that that would just be a heretical teacher. You know, they're 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 blasphemous, whatever it may be. But no, that that's a teacher who's not teaching the whole counsel of God. Mm. Somebody who who who's preaching a watered down gospel. I, I believe that's a false teacher that that the Bible warns about. And if you look at a lot of churches today, every Sunday it's a, a it's a watered down evangelical message. Yeah. They're preaching to those people who are at church for the first time perhaps or or just visiting for the first time hoping to get them to join and then in their eyes you know the the intention might be good okay once they're in the door then we could disciple them well the problem is 90 percent of the church is only showing up on sundays they're yep. not coming to small groups they're not coming to midweek bible study they're not doing that and and they're not being discipled so now you have a whole nation at least here in this country where i mean uh, 
we we all know a lot of people who call themselves Christians and they are far from a spirit filled born again believer. Yeah. You know, they, they they say they follow Christ, but there's no reverence, there's no obedience, there's no fruit in their life that actually shows or proves that they're a true follower of Christ. And at the church is to blame. And it's because the church does not teach the word of God anymore. Yeah, no, I, I well, I mean, I agree completely. And I would argue even further that a pastor that changes his sermon because he's more afraid of losing a tithe than he is saying what the Lord wants him to say has lost his faith anyway. Um, and his faith yeah. in the Lord, right? Because, okay, yeah, you, you, you say what the Lord tells you to say, whether people get up and leave or don't tithe in the basket or not. But again, the creator of all things, do you really believe that the creator of all things would have you give this message and then not take care of you. Uh, again, you know, you have a lot of, you have a lot of pastors who find success. Again, the parallels with entrepreneurship at the same time. Uh, so many entrepreneurs start off broke, ain't got nothing to lose. will jump off the cliff in a heartbeat. And then once they find some success, they become cowards and they want to hold on to everything. And then they, they lose the very thing that made them the person that was successful in the first place. And, 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 you yeah, know, again, the parallels between an entrepreneur and a Christian and faith is, is quite, is quite telling, uh, across the board, uh, for me and for sure. All right, let's talk about this. So again, I think a lot of people listening to this and, and, and we can talk Bible all day. I, you know, I, I would love to do that, but I think a lot of people are still like, okay, you know, these guys at King's Council, I like it. They want to teach entrepreneurs and or people with a job how to be radically generous. And I still think they're probably thinking to the church, right? How can people advance the kingdom, but we're not necessarily talking about their tithe goes up? Yeah, that's great, man, because I think what's happening in society, most people now, if, if we're going to spread the gospel, right, if we're going to actually truly uh, follow the Great Commission and go make disciples, uh, a lot of non-believers or those that just want nothing to do with church, they're just they're not walking into the four walls of church. Yeah, right? it's just not happening anymore <laughs> unless you're dragging them in on because uh, grandma desires for them to be there on Christmas or Easter. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is we as entrepreneurs, uh, unfortunately, I think what's happened is you mentioned like from the, the 80s to the 90s to the, you know, all the way to the 2024 now is there's been a complete separation of business and and quote unquote ministry. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people feel, oh, I'm, I'm called to ministry or I'm called to, uh, uh, you know, wh whatever that, that really means. Because at the end of the day, if you're a Christian, you're called to ministry. It doesn't yeah. matter if you flip freaking burgers uh, mm. or if you change tires or you are a CEO of a company, you are in ministry. Uh, now, if you get paid as like, that's your vocation to do it, great. But at the end of the day, we are all in ministry. And so as kingdom entrepreneurs, if we understand what kingdom actually is, it is Jesus is king and dumb, D-O-M, that domain is that it's his present rule and reign in us. And we are, he, he wants the rule and the reign in our lives individually and corporately as the church. It isn't the walls. It isn't the, you know, listening to a pastor on Sunday or even going for 20 minutes of worship and then greeting your, the guest next to you. And then uh, you hear a message and you leave like, no, that is, that is a form of how America conducts 
church, but the church is us being out in the marketplace, being a representation. We are, we're called to be ambassadors for Christ. Mm. And how do we actually do that though? Because heck, some companies tell us that we can't even talk about the gospel in the workplace, right? Like we'll get, we'll get fired if we do certain things like that. So how do we actually do that as, as entrepreneurs in the marketplace? How do we show up and represent uh, be a true image bearer of our creator. And, and certainly, yeah, we, we, and that's part of the discipling entrepreneurs that, that we talk about. Yes, we're here to go help create money, make money, uh, uh, steward it appropriately. But all of that comes back to a lot of what, what we're going to talk about at the event that, that you're coming out to Graham is we talk about how do we become the CEO of, of our lives, right? Like how do yeah. we actually operate in excellence mentally, emotion, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. Because, and really why we even call it that, if you think about how a CEO has runs a company, they're the chief executive officer, God's the owner, right? Let's just think of it logically this way, like God owns us. If, yeah. we've, if we've submitted our lives to him, uh, and now we get to make decisions. We're going to seek counsel from the owner, but we are the ex chief executive officer of our life. Yeah. Now we have different departments, just like a CEO of a company will have a, a sales department, a marketing department. Maybe there's HR, maybe there's the, the fulfillment side of things, right? If one of those departments is struggling in any, any area, the whole company struggles, right? Mm -hmm. if, if marketing isn't producing leads, sales are down. Now we got to go through cutbacks, right? If, right. if marketing's crushing, but people aren't selling, now we're going to have to go through cutbacks, right? Yeah. So there's no longer a progression here. But as the CEO of our life, we have those same type of departments. Mentally, how are we doing, right? Yep. Like how, how, are, how are we with just the crap that's coming on, coming at us on a daily basis? Are we leading our family well, right? Yeah. We can't possibly lead anybody else unless we're leading ourselves first, Very right? True. Emotionally, right? How are, we, how are we handling things? There's one thing to be mentally strong, but emotionally when, when the – stuff actually hits the fan mm -hmm. how are we responding like what's what's our character in in those situations right how, how are we how are we physically if we're you know 150 pounds overweight and we we get out of breath climbing the stairs how in the world are you showing up appropriately for your kiddos yeah or or your family like and even from a respect standpoint i mean no offense if you're overweight but truly it, it, people lose respect for you in the position that you have if you can't take care of your own health. Yeah, I heard right? this entrepreneur. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I thought th that's a good point. I heard this. It, it, he's a secular entrepreneur, not a Christian on, entrepreneur at all. But he said basically that there is, it's hard not to have, even if you hate the person, it's hard not to have a respect of someone who takes care of themselves physically, who punishes their body to build their body up on a daily basis. Because again, whether or not you like that person or not, you can't take away from the respect that is just natural and inherent in people that obviously have extreme discipline in certain areas of their lives. Yeah, that's, that's great, Graham. But also, too, even to that extent, though, I also feel that those that maybe go to the extreme on that, we'll say physically, right? Their body is a freaking oh, machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're usually mentally and emotionally <laughs> train wrecks, right? No, that's and they're true probably too. broke because they don't they're putting all their time into that. Yeah. Right. And so there is there is something to be said about 
I, you know, I don't even like the term balance because I feel like if there's balance, one side is like giving up and the other side is giving in, right? I like to think of it more of just like this harmonious life that we can live. Yeah. It's Mentally, emotionally, scale. physically, spiritually, and financially, yes. Because if we can operate in excellence in, in every one of those areas, and this doesn't mean that you are 3% body fat or you're, you know, making 3 million a year or yeah. you're mentally strong, right? It's, it's, it's how do we do this like collectively here to be the best version of, of ourselves so that we can be used, right? Like yeah. how do we put ourselves in a position to be used by God, number one, and then ultimately to, to lead our spouse, number two, and to lead our family, number three. And then how do we be a representation of Christ in, in the workplace, in the environment that people are like, you know what? There's something different about that Graham guy. There's something different about Christian. Like, what is it? And, and that now is going to be, I mean, scripture tells us that they will know us by our fruit. Yes. Right. And go. it's like, oh, what is that fruit in, in your life? And, and this it can be a gut check for some of us. It, it was for me, right? It's like, what type of fruit am I bearing? Yeah. And and when I understood that, like, that's the greatest. It isn't like the guy with the bullhorn standing on the side of the street saying, turn or burn. It, the greatest representation, the greatest way that we are going to actually evangelize in the marketplace is by bearing good fruit. Yeah. And the only way that we can possibly do that is to truly be abiding within the vine, the true vine, Jesus, if we are doing that, now we have this, this, this desire within us to mentally be strong, to emotionally be, have the, the ability to respond appropriately, not to, to, uh, you know, blow our, our temper with our spouse, right. Or even with our kids, but then physically to be able to show up and, and play sports with my kiddos, right. Or, uh, or for, for my wife, like, I, dude, I, I don't know. I just want to, I want to know if somebody comes, tries to steal my wife's purse, like the dude's getting a beat down. Yeah. Right? I want to be able to, to physically be able to do that. And well, I think there's yeah. just become this like beta mentality where it's like, ah, it's not that big a deal anymore. And at the end of the day, we need strong men. We certainly need strong women as well to rise up to the occasion to truly be the generals, the soldiers that are willing to lock arms together. Cause this isn't like a, a solo effort here to, in order to truly have kingdom advancement, uh, but we can lock arms together and truly take territory back into the kingdom. Like that's, that's how true disciples of Jesus disciple, meaning coming from the word discipline, yeah. right? There's disciplines in your life that need to take place in order for you to, and discipline sucks. Right. It, it really does. Yeah, it, it's not it, fun. It, does, it takes out of the equation of how I feel yeah. like because nobody wakes up in the morning and it's like, I feel like eating healthy. Once you do it long enough, then you do. Right. If you've never worked out a day in your life, you never wake up and you're like, ah, I feel like working out today. You're like, no, I don't want to work out. But once you do it long enough and it becomes a part of your identity, that's when, and these are all of the things that that we we coach on and and train on. What we're going to be going through in that that workshop that you're um, you're a, you're able to come and and train on these with us, Graham, is going to be an epic time that we have coming up here in April. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I'm super excited about it. And and one thing that I will say is, you know, to to your point, if you're a Christian, whether it's entrepreneur or not. As you said, you know, you know us by, our, by by the fruit that we produce. If you're amongst people 
And, and I'm not saying the holier than thou, like, oh, I don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. You do that? Oh, you shouldn't do that. That's not what I mean. But anyway, it's kind of that spiritual supernatural influence where you don't even have to say anything. Like, I don't cuss. I, you know, I have now stopped drinking, not because I necessarily have a problem with drinking, but it's just something I chose to do because to your point, I realized that I was losing my physical sense of, of who I was. I, I say this all the time. Uh, everybody's got a calling on their lives. Are you physically capable of actually lifting it and, you know, carrying that calling? I do believe, especially as men, that there is a relation between, um, our physical fitness. And, you know, I, I heard a, a interpretation of, you know, God doesn't look at the outside. He looks at, he examines the heart. And this person was talking about this. And I thought this was a mind blowing kind of thing. He was like, what if, and he said, again, not Jesus, not God. He said, but what if that's not the just literal translation of, oh, he's seeing, you know, what your heart is on the inside as far as like your values or whatnot. What if he's also checking the physical part of your heart? Like, are you, are you ready? Are you able to carry what mm. he, what he wants you to do? Are you physically ready? Are you spiritually ready? What if it's all encompassing? And that really like, it like blew my mind, right? It's like, wow, you know, what if he's waiting on me to get my fat butt back in the gym and, <laughs> and lose 40 pounds, which you guys don't know this, but I've officially lost 40 pounds. Uh, and, and, and man, I, I've, I've never felt better, man. And, and so anyway, back to the point, you, your spiritual influence, people will, will just start to cuss a little bit less around you, or they'll start to like, you know what? I don't need to drink a beer tonight, you know, kind of thing. And, and it's this kind of supernatural thing that God gives us as Christians. We are to be a light to others. And that doesn't mean we're better than anybody else. That's not even us. It's the Holy Spirit exuding from us that then does a work inside the people that are in just, just the same area that we are, you know, the yeah. proximity of where we are. But speaking of proximity, we've been talking about this event in April. T tell everybody about the event. Tell everybody where they can go to register for this event. Uh, I'm going to be there, and I'm actually preaching on Sunday, uh, which I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. But 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 tell everybody about the event and tell them where they can go to register or to find out more information. Sure. It's kingscouncilevents.com. Uh, the event is in Elkins, West Virginia, Summit Church. Uh, Pastor Kevin Jones, good friend of ours, we've gotten to know over this past year, uh, totally stands up for the same stuff we stand up for. And uh, yeah, it's a two-day event, Friday and Saturday, April 4th and 5th. 5th and 6th. 5th and 6th, excuse me, uh, Friday and Saturday. And then uh, Graham will be joining us there, but then also preaching two services. You know that, right? It's not just one service, it's two services. At least you're telling me. I'm capable to now. Yeah, at least you're telling me. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times people have asked me to preach, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got three campuses, and we're going to bust you here, here, here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm preaching three times. You didn't say that. You just, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that you guys need to register for, yeah. I, I believe that it's free. 
and free. it's free. That, for free. There's no yeah. catches. The only thing you got to do is get there. And, and this is one of those things you absolutely need to do it. And, and we're going to put the website in the description so you guys can see it. And, and also on my socials for the next month or so, we're going to be pushing this and reminding everybody. Uh, guys, outside of events, where can people go to see what King's Council is doing and, and what you guys are up to and how they can support you? Yeah, well, they can always uh, hear more about us. What a lot of your listeners did, they check us out on the, the King's Council podcast. Uh, Christian and I uh, rip it every week on there. We're usually diving into, uh, you know, something. Everything that we have is through a biblical worldview, but usually it's like, how are we running our household? How are we running our our, our businesses, our lives in general? Um, and so it's really just kind of a the application using scripture as the the operating manual. Um, and so they can check us out at the King's Council podcast, joinkingscouncil.com. Uh, they can certainly get more information on who we are. We've got an, an app that they can download, uh, lots of free resources as well there. And uh, yeah, we just love to to get to know people throughout the, the, the country really and um, how we can help them serve, uh, how, how, how we can empower them to serve in their local community or even their local church as well. Yeah, I just want to say this, Graham. I know we're up against the clock here, but our ultimate objective is to win souls mm. for Christ, yep. period. And, and we do that part of the um, uh, initiating radical generosity, increasing, helping the churches increase their tithe. It's to do that, it's to go out and do more ministry well, to reach more people, to get the gospel out there, to print Bibles, to send out missionaries, to do all those sorts of things. But ultimately, our heart is to win souls for Christ. And as you mentioned, we could do that by by our actions. But you know, the Holy Spirit came so we could be a witness for Christ here on earth. And the greatest way, going back to the question you asked 20 minutes ago, uh, uh, the best way we could express radical generosity is to love. Love it. to love one another, to to love those who are in need. And and that doesn't mean, you know, uh, we also that Super Bowl commercial with, with the Washington oh, the, feed and the, all the, that. He gets but, us. Don't get yeah. me riled up, Christian. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But listen, listen, we we can love, but but we all have children. What's one of the greatest way we love our kids is by telling them what's right and what's wrong, mm -hmm. by telling them truth, by disciplining our kids, yep. right? So we have to stand up for, for truth and we can love them in their mess, but we shouldn't be surprised when the world does what the world does. Yeah. Like what, before I knew the Lord, I was a complete mess. No, I wasn't homosexual. I wasn't transgender. I wasn't any of these things that are, are like prevalent issues now in the culture, but I was a complete train wreck. I was in darkness just as they're in darkness. Yep. And the whole goal is to win souls out of that darkness, bring them to light. And, and they'll, they'll look back at their lives and be like, I can't believe I was living that lifestyle. I can't believe that that was my life at the time. So I, I want that to be clear. Our ultimate objective is to win souls to Christ. I love it. Christian, that's why, that's why, man, you're, you're the best person to talk to. If I ever have cancer, I want Christian to tell me, uh, that I, <laughs> that I can anyway. All right, guys, look, I love you to death. Uh, you, you know, uh, not only are you guys great friends of mine, but what you're doing, I love it. Absolutely. Everybody go check this out and go check out our event at summit church in Elkins, uh, in April. I'm excited about that. It'll be a fun time. Get there. It's absolutely free. All you got to do is get your bootay to the church. Uh, that's all we have for this special episode, this bonus episode. We hope it inspired you. We hope it uh, stirred something up in your heart. And uh, make sure to check out King's Council. That's all we have for this episode. And we'll see you all again next time.